We're kicking off this series called Mary Christ Mess. Mary Christ Mess. And I, I want to talk to you for a few moments from this thought. Messy Christmas. Uh, how many of you would agree with me that Sometimes Christmas can just be, it can be a messy time of the year. There's, there's the, the messy decorating that, that happens. And how many of you are like the Cooper family? You start decorating before Thanksgiving. Where are those who do that? Come on, lift your hands, admit it with me. Come on, somebody. The rest of you were praying that you would jump on the bad wagon as well. But I love Christmas time. I love the Christmas season. And we started pulling our Christmas decor out in, in November before Thanksgiving. And it, it takes, you know, a week, sometimes two weeks to get all the decorations out. And so you get them all out the attic and there are boxes sitting everywhere. And, and you're trying to get the Christmas trees up. And then you're trying to get the lights on. Or maybe you left the lights on from last year. You plug them in and then the lights are not working right or some of them are missing or the lights are all tangled and it's just a hot mess. And how many of you go cut a Christmas tree down? You got a real Christmas tree and you bring it into the house. Come on, where are you? You, you real, God, come on somebody. God bless all four of you that still do that, amen. What's wrong with the rest of us? We got to get back to old school, somebody. We got to get that live Christmas. My wife and I have done that, had a real Christmas tree. And how many know those can be messy too? I mean, just your pines everywhere and, and, and little, 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 little leaves and things everywhere. I mean, it could just be messy and decorations everywhere. It just can be a messy time. And then trying to put all the Christmas decor away is another messy time. It can just kind of be messy. Then there's the messy cooking and you're baking food and cookies and food fudge and, and cake and pies and it's just everywhere and I love those cut out cookies with frosting on them and then sprinkles on top and those sprinkles end up everywhere end up in your hair on your floor it can just be a messy time of the year then there's messy Christmas presents how many of you have little children and you hide your Christmas presents from the kids you know get them home and you hide them everywhere put them under the bed in the closet it's just kind of messy everywhere and then you start wrapping Christmas presents and, and Christmas papers everywhere and cutting the paper and it can just be a messy time of the year. Then there's messy Christmas parties. You invite everybody over for a Christmas party to your house and you do all of that cleaning. You do deep cleaning, get the dust off and it says clean everywhere and then people come to your home that's all clean and nice and they leave an hour and a half letter and your house is a wreck. It is a mess and you're thinking I don't know if I want any more Christmas parties. Because the house is just a mess. And then my worst part of the Christmas season is the messy Christmas shopping. You go by the mall and the traffic is crazy. You go inside the mall, it is crazy. And people don't have Jesus in that shopping line. How many know what I'm talking about? You will hurt somebody to get that last shirt, that extra large. Back off, that's mine. I got there first. It can just be a messy time of the year, fighting traffic, fight, fighting lines. It can just be messy. And during the Christmas season, our world is a mess. Just this past week, Alaska had two horrific major earthquakes. Just recently, there have been devastating hurricanes in Florida and in the Carolinas and you and I, we can easily forget about 
the pain and devastation people are walking through right now as they lost their homes and lost loved ones and, and, and businesses in shambles there in the Carolinas and parts of Florida. And, and we look recently just in California, they had the fires that broke out in Northern Californians and, and California. People have lost loved ones recently and lost their homes and, and things. The, the properties were just burned up. I mean, it's just a messy time in our world. And every single day there are shootings and and murders and rapes and and there's political hate and racial hate there's fraud there's identity theft you look around in our world and you say it is a it's a mess and some of you would say pastor you don't have to even look at the world you just look at my life and it's a mess every single week I I receive a, a care report on all of the campuses all of our locations and it has the names and the needs that are happening on, on each campus. And I, I, I read that every week so I can pray. And, and I pray over the needs that are happening in, in our church family. I, I intercede for you, my church family. And, and my heart is oftentimes heavy as I, I look at all the mess. Because all of us deal with mess in life. There's family mess. There's, there, there, there's some of you today walking through messy family issues, messy marriage problems, messy with your children who are making some bad decisions. You're, you're dealing with the tension with family members and, and in-laws and, and relatives, and you don't even want to see them this Christmas season because there's so much tension and mess. Some of you are dealing with financial mess, and, and collectors are calling you, and you're trying to figure out, how am I going to make ends meet? You're wondering how am I going to buy Christmas gifts? It's just a mess. Some of you are dealing with an emotional mess. You're battling depression this Christmas season. You're, you're, you're dealing with high levels of anxiety. Some of you are struggling with pain and deep hurt and, and deep loneliness and loss because you've recently lost a loved one. And this is your first Christmas season without them. Are you miss a loved one so dearly during this Christmas season? And it's just with your emotions, it's just messy right now. Some of you, you're dealing with a work mess. They're, they're laying off people at your job, at, at your workplace. There's, there's tension, there's stress, there's all this pressure at your work, and it is a work mess. Some of you are dealing with a health mess this Christmas season. You, you've been diagnosed with cancer. You, you've been diagnosed with some disease. You're, you're dealing with aches and pains in your body you've got a lump somewhere and you're wondering what in the world is this and you're dealing with health mess some of you are are taking care of your your aging parents and it's just a struggle for you in this Christmas season you're just dealing with a health mess and Christmas can sometimes feel more like Christ mess than Christ Christmas And if you're in the middle of a mess today, I've got really good news for you. God doesn't mind your mess. God does his greatest work in the middle of a mess. I'm going to say that again. God does his greatest work in the middle of a mess. A mess. If you're in a mess today, you have landed yourself at the right church airport because God, number one, God shows up in the middle of a mess. God shows up in the middle of messes. Listen, when you study the history, 
leading up to the very first Christmas, things were a mess. Hear me, hear me today, people's church. What you're experiencing today is nothing new. It was happening way back at the very first Christmas. Let me tell you a little bit of what's happening at the very first Christmas. Israel, they had, at that very first Christmas where, 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 where the Christmas story takes place around Israel, the, the Israelites had been captured by, by the Romans and they, they, they had been conquered by Rome and they were forced to comply with Roman law and the Roman government and, and the Roman leadership had, had literally set up their headquarters, set up their base in the city of Jerusalem where the Christmas story takes place. I mean, it, it, was, it was bondage that people were dealing with them. And the Jewish people were actually plotting to assassinate some of the Roman leaders. And, and Rome had this guy, this leader, this king named Herod. And he liked to call himself and wanted to be called Herod the Great. And he was ruthless. He murdered his own wife. He murdered several of his sons. He even took his wife's dead body and, 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 he, and, and he kept it and, and he preserved it with honey. The dude was crazy. And this is just some of the mess that was happening when Mary becomes pregnant by the Holy Spirit with Jesus and things just kept getting messier. There was relationship mess way back at the first Christmas story. Joseph and Mary's relationship got messy and Joseph wanted to call off his marriage to Mary because she was pregnant and Mary told, told, told Joseph that, that, that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit's name? <laughs> it was mess. It was messy. It was messy. And, and listen, how many of you are dealing with some people messes this Christmas season? Anybody, anybody dealing with some people? We, we all deal with people messes. And next week, we're going to talk about people mess and how do you deal with the messes of people and we all know some family members or or some friends or co-workers or neighbors who are dealing with messy people issues this Christmas season hey get them to church next week want to help deal with people messes and and not only was their relationship mess but there was a a violent mess violent messes messes happening back in at the first Christmas Matthew chapter 2 and verse 16 says, King Herod, he had heard about this baby born named Jesus and people were calling him a king and, and he was threatened by this king. And, and Matthew 2 and verse 16 says that Herod ordered that all the babies in Bethlehem and in the surrounding areas that they would all be killed, all babies two and under be murdered. And history says that at that time, Bethlehem was around a thousand people. So approximately 20 baby boys, mass murder, isn't anything new in our day. It was happening way back then, even around the first Christmas, and he killed those babies. It was a mess that first Christmas. And Jesus' birth 
was a mess. Let me remind you, Jesus was not born in a hospital with nurses and doctors. He was not born in a home. He was not born in a hotel room. The Bible says that the hotel was booked full and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was born in a barnyard. And when he was born, he was laid in a nasty feeding trough that animals ate out of. It was the nasty smell of animals all around Jesus. Jesus in this barn. It was a mess. Back in those days, there was a, it was a political mess, a financial mess. There was relationship mess, a violent mess. And then Jesus was born in a barn with all of this mess around him. I think God is trying to tell us something. He's saying, I'm not afraid of mess. God showed up in a mess. Jesus came to this world. He wasn't born in a mansion. He was born in a barn. He was born in the middle of a mess. God is not afraid of your mess. He's not afraid. Jesus is not threatened by your mess. He's not worried about your mess. He's not repulsed by your mess. He is not trying to run away from your mess. He's not trying to avoid your mess. Jesus came to get right in the middle of your mess. You see, some of you have convinced yourself that you're in such a big mess that God can't love you. You, you think that you've made such a mess of things that God doesn't want anything to do with you. And that couldn't be further from the truth. God wants to get in the middle of your mess. It doesn't matter how messy it is. You may say, Pastor, my mess, it stinks. It may be nasty. You may have blown it big time. You, have, you may have made one of the worst decisions you've ever made in your life. But God wants to show up in the middle of your mess. Hear me today, People's Church. God does his best work in the middle of a mess. He does his best work. If you're in a mess today, you're in the right place. Come on, just turn to your neighbor and encourage him. Just look at him and say, you're in the right place today. Go ahead and tell him, come on, come on. You're in the right, yes, you are. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you're in the right place today. Oh, if you're in a mess today, you're in the right place because God shows up in the middle of messes. Number two is this. Your mess has a message from God. Your mess has a message from God. God did not create your mess, but he will use your mess to give you a message. The first four letters in the word message is mess. Because God always has a message for you in your mess. God is always at work even when you're in the middle of your mess. Even when you don't see God doing anything, he's doing something. Behind the scenes, God shows up in the middle of a mess. And listen to me today. If you're in a mess, you need to realize that's an indicator. That, that, that's a flashing red light. That is a signal for you to turn to God doing your mess because he has a message for you right in your mess. You see, friends, when Joseph was about to leave Mary, because things were messy in their relationship, God showed up in the middle of that mess and he gave Joseph 
a message. It says in Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 20, but after he had considered this, he was going to leave Mary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Listen, Joseph was dealing with pain. He was dealing with shame. His heart was broken. He was confused because he thinks Mary has cheated on him. He thinks Mary has been lying to him and deceiving him. And then all of a sudden, God shows up in the middle of the mess and God speaks to him in the mess. God gives him a message and God says to Joseph, do not be afraid. Joseph, listen. I'm with you in this mess. I, I see you. I got you. Don't you leave Mary. I'm working something out in this mess. No matter what mess you find yourself in today, God has a message for you. Don't get so distracted by your mess that you miss his message. Don't get so distracted by your emotions and, and by all the things that you're feeling and don't get so distracted by, 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 by these feelings that, that are just so fleeting and, and your mind can start thinking crazy thoughts because you find yourself in the middle of a mess and a lot of people when they're in a mess, they get distracted from God, they get distracted from church, they get distracted from the things of God, they get distracted from the word of God and I'm telling you right now, in the middle of your mess, God has a message. You, you got to turn to God and, and in your mess because he has a message for you. Are you listening? Are your ears open? Are you trying to hear the message that God has for your life in this season? God is saying to some of you in the middle of your mess, God is saying, I'm going to use this mess to draw you closer to me. Are you hearing his voice? He's done that so many times in my life. I've been in a mess Things didn't work out like I thought they would. I didn't like what was happening, what was transpiring. And God used that mess as I quit getting distracted by the mess and I started focusing on him and focusing on his word. It's amazing how God showed up and he drew me closer to him through that mess. God is speaking to some of you right now and he's saying, I want to develop something powerful in you through this mess. It's happened to me so many times. You know what I've learned to ask myself when I'm in a mess? Here's what I've learned to ask myself. God, what are you trying to teach me? Don't miss what God's trying to do in you. He wants to develop something in you. He, he has plans for your life. He has plans for your family. He has plans for your future. Don't miss what God's trying to do. When you're in the middle of a mess, you got to say, God, I know you're trying to teach me something. I know you want to develop something in me. God is speaking to some of you in the middle of your mess. He has a message for you. Some of you, God is whispering to your heart today. I love you. I love you. I got you. You're not alone. Trust me. Don't, don't start trusting yourself in the mess. Don't lean on your own understanding. You got to trust me. God is speaking to some of you. Don't give up. And, and there have been times in my own life where things have been so difficult and they've been so hard and I've been so down and out and don't know how I'm going to get out of the situation. And God speaks to my heart. Herbert, don't you give up? 
Don't you throw in the towel? And God is speaking that to some of you today. In the middle of your mess, he's saying, don't give up. God is speaking to some of you today. Go, go love the person. I want you to go ahead and forgive them. Don't miss what God is trying to speak to you and teach you in your mess. Don't get distracted by the mess and miss God's message for your life. God shows up in messes. God speaks a message to us in the middle of our mess. Number three is this. God turns messes into miracles. God does his greatest work in the biggest messes. Over 2,000 years ago, things were a mess just like they are today. But God turned a big mess into a big miracle. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, was born and he turned people's messes into miracles. God does his greatest work. God does his deepest work in the middle of a mess. And in the middle of of a mess in this Christmas story, God provided humanity the miracle of joy. The miracle of joy. I want you to notice this in Luke chapter 2 and verse 10 in the Christmas story. It says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. There's a lot of things to be afraid of. I know right now, but do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And in the middle of King Herod killing babies and and Israel being controlled by Roman leadership and Mary and Joseph working through their relationship issues and, and people are sad and they're depressed and they're scared. Jesus was born and he now has provided joy for the world. And no matter what mess you find yourself in, Jesus can give you joy in the middle of your mess. Did you realize if you are a Christian today that you can have a mess? and joy at the same time it's a miracle that God can give you joy in the middle of your mess the Bible calls it unspeakable joy and full of glory God can give you joy you say pastor I look around and there's a mess I look around and there's chaos in my family in my money at my work in my health but somehow I got joy because Jesus will give you joy in the middle of your mess it's a miracle that can happen that there can be joy to the world when Herod is killing babies there can be joy to the world when people are lying and cheating there can be joy to the world when there's relationship Jesus showed up in the middle of a mess and said joy to the world the miracle of joy He'll provide the miracle of peace. Notice the Christmas story says, Luke chapter 2 and verse 13, suddenly a company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And there wasn't much peace in the world leading up to the birth of Christ. It was a crazy time, much like today. There was fear and anxiety and unrest and pain and turmoil. And Jesus shows up in the middle of a mess and says, peace is available. The prince of peace showed up in the middle of a chaotic world 
and says, no matter what mess you're in, you can now have peace because I've shown up. The Bible calls it a peace that transcends all understanding. Let me put it in today's vernacular. It's called a crazy peace. It's a peace that don't make any sense. That you can be in the middle of a mess and because of Jesus, and if you'll look to Jesus, you can have a mess and peace at the same time. People are wondering, how come you haven't given up? Because you got peace that don't make any sense. People are wondering why you haven't lost your mind with all that you're dealing with because you got a peace that don't make any sense at all. People are wondering how you and your wife, you and your husband are still married with all the hell that you've walked through the last two or three years. There's a peace that don't make any sense at all. They're wondering how you're going to have a merry Christmas when your kids are acting funny and your money's even more funny. But I'm telling you, you can have peace in the middle. I'm preaching better than you're shouting today, church. You can have peace in the middle of your mess because it doesn't make any sense. It's the miracle of peace that Jesus showed up in a chaotic world, the Prince of Peace. And it says, peace is available for everyone. Number three is the miracle of salvation. The miracle of salvation. The greatest miracle of all was Jesus was born and provided salvation for the entire world. Notice back at the Christmas story, Luke chapter 10 verse, excuse me, Luke chapter 2 and verse 10 says, But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good, good news that will cause great joy for all. Come on, everybody shout all. Great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Jesus came to a sin-sick, messy world and provided the miracle of salvation for all people. Jesus came to earth in a mess to rescue and to save messy people. I think sometimes we have the wrong perspective of Jesus. I think, I think there are sometimes we need to have a paradigm shift about Jesus. Because Luke chapter 19 and verse 10 echoes what it says in Luke chapter 2. It says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. If you're in the middle of the mess of sin, Jesus is seeking after you. You think you're seeking God today. You're not seeking God. God's seeking you. He came to earth to get in the middle of your mess. He came to earth to get in the middle of your addiction. He came to earth to get in the middle of your sexual sin. He came to earth to get into the middle of your lying and your cheating. He came to earth to get in the middle of your pain and your hurt. God is not afraid. He's not intimidated. He's not bothered by your mess. He actually came from heaven to earth, Jesus, to get in the middle of your mess. Jesus said, it's not the, the healthy who need a doctor it's the sick I've not come to call the righteous but the unrighteous I left glory and came to earth for sick people Jesus is not afraid of your mess he actually came to earth to get in the middle of your mess it's the miracle of salvation that Jesus came to rescue you and to forgive you of all of your sin. You can be forgiven of all of your sin. You say, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how much I've messed up. You don't know what I did last night. I know better, Pastor, but you don't know what I've been doing this last year. 
You don't know how bad it is. I don't really think Jesus can, can really work with me. I want you to know something. Jesus came to get in the middle of your messy situation. He came to seek and to save not righteous people. Those who are lost and confused and bound. He came. It's the miracle of salvation. He said, but I don't earn it. I've messed up too much. I've blown it. I know I'm doing wrong. It's the miracle of salvation that Jesus, the Holy One, the Righteous One, the One who never has sinned, the sinless one will jump in the middle of your sin and forgive you, rescue you, and help you out of your mess. It's the miracle of salvation.